Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So next week, uh, we'll be on Tuesday through Friday from the Peoria Sports Complex, and we will have tons of Padres alums and anyone else who's filtering in at, at fantasy camp. So lots of guests. Opposite of this week, yeah. where we have been light on the guests. Mm-hmm. In fact, I believe the entire total of Ben and Wood's guests this week amount to Amy Trask, we had on Tuesday, and AJ Casabell, who joins us right now. Was Correct? Welsh Fryer last week? Yeah, yeah, that was last week. We so, AJ, last week. our second guest of the week from MLB.com covering the Padres, joins us right now here on 97.3 The Fan. Hello, AJ. It's good to have someone else on the program for a change. That makes me a top two guest of the week. Yes, it does. That's exactly right. And, that. and what Ben is saying is he wants to just wind you up and let you go. Yeah, That's exactly bit, what bit. he yeah. wants you to do right now. Yeah. No short answers. Let it flow. You guys are working hard. I get it. Yeah, for, for sure, man. Well, read your piece uh, about Cronenworth yesterday. Want to get into that. Want to get into um, a, a lot of stuff with you. But I wanted to start with kind of a general question, AJ. And it's one we've been getting a lot. What is your, what is your opinion, your perception on what the Padres are – why they're not really open and vocal right now about payroll, the direction of the team. Do you get the sense that uh, it's a bit topsy-turvy right now, or are we all just panicking for no reason? I mean, I think maybe panic. There's definitely reason for concern, I think, given how many holes there are in the roster and given how many things kind of need to be filled out and the questions about the payroll. I think the panic may be a bit excessive given that it's it's early January and there's time for things to happen and things will settle and you'll figure some stuff out. But I think maybe some of the lack of clarity is, is what's bothering people on that front. But it's, uh, I don't know the next, the next couple of weeks, the Padres clearly have a lot of work to do. Um, I think I kind of understand depending on what happens next, I kind of understand why you would slow play this kind of market because a lot of teams have, and there still are a lot of things available to be done, but, uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where this thing settles because for me, 
it's just never wise to panic until the complete picture's there, until you've seen kind of what, where the offseason settles. There's, there's definitely cause for concern in terms of some of the guys that lost, obviously, and, and whatnot, but I think there's, there's also time for this thing to come together. I don't think anyone disagrees that outfield is the primary concern at this point. It's pretty much unanimous. Uh, that's that's the biggest issue. But beyond that, AJ, do you feel like we've heard another starting pitcher? Is it is it the first base situation, the designated hitter? Where beyond outfield do you think the Padres are in in most need of doing something here this off season? Uh, maybe all of the above that you mentioned, but in in, in most need, I would say a starting pitcher, just because that's probably more important and harder to find than a bat that you can stick at first base or DH. Um, so that's where I think I would, I would put my focus. Not, I mean, no one's paying me to do that, but I would guess that, that the Padres understand that starting pitching is kind of what carries you to where they want to get to. And they have, I think, three solid options at the front of the rotation. They have some solid options toward the back who could, who could kind of compete for those last couple spots. But we know how rotations work. We know injuries work. We know kind of how important it is to have all that depth. And AJ Preller says it all the time, how important it is to have that rotation depth. And so I would be borderline stunned if they didn't add to their rotation mix at some point for the end of the offseason. I don't know how they do that. I don't know whether it's a trade for a bigger name. I don't know whether it's a signing of just kind of a guy to a filler guy for the fourth spot in the rotation. Maybe it's maybe they try and find that value add like they got with Lugo or Waka last year. But that's where I would put kind of my attention and then actor outfield and then probably some of the other things you mentioned first base dh i mean you're still going to have to find a way to acquire those guys whether it be through free agency or a trade but those guys i think are easier to find than a than a certifiable certifiable rotation guy talking to aj Casbell here on ben and woods this morning we had uh, kyle glazer on last week and he basically called 2024 a transition year uh for the san diego padres i don't know that fans want to hear that um look I said yesterday too. You know, it's it's been an interesting off season. In that interesting means awful. It's been terrible. Losing Peter Seidler, trading Juan Soto, getting a nice return back for him. Uh, the transition year for the San Diego Padres. It would really depend, um, AJ, on some of these young players coming up. The Marcies, uh, the the the, the you know, all the guys that that we have. I think an unrealistic expectation of right now. Even maybe Jackson Merrill. Out of out of what you're hearing or what you've heard. Do you do you reckon that any of those guys are going to make an impact on this big league club this season? I think they're going to be given the shot to make an impact. I don't. Th- I think if you look at the roster the way it's currently constructed, those are those guys probably occupy a few of the twenty-six man opening day roster spots. I don't think the Padres want to go into the season with that as their plan. They don't want to be planning for these guys to make an impact. They w- they would like to kind of fill out their roster, maybe sign a couple fringe guys that these guys in the minor leagues. Marcy Merrill, whoever Paulie, all those guys can can compete for their for for their spot on the big league roster, and if they earn it and push one of those guys out of a out of a big league spot, then probably all the better for the Padres because they think pretty highly of some of these younger guys. Um, so yeah, I do think they will make an impact this season, but I think they're going to have to earn the right to make that impact. That's kind of what what I've gathered from where the Padres are, are going with this group of young guys. Uh, I don't know which of them are ready. I think the Padres, in some respects, don't know which of them are going to be ready at the end of spring training, which of them might be ready to make an impact. So so the prudent thing to do is fill out a roster that leaves some chance for those guys to win big league jobs, but where you're not counting on them to do so. AJ, do you anticipate any other of the free agents that the Padres let 
you know, go to free agency and, you know, Blake Snell being the biggest, but there's also guys like Garrett Cooper, Gary Sanchez, who were on the team last year. Any of them possibly still coming back this year? Profar. Profar, yeah, Profar. Yeah, I think. I think some of those, I mean, Snell and Hader are in their own category. I think those are obviously unlikely for reasons that we've discussed. But with uh, Cooper and Profar filled needs, and if they're willing to return on what I guess the team would deem friendly contracts, I can see the Padres doing that just because they they are looking for they're looking for those first base DH versatile, versatile and a Profar can play a bunch of different spots. Um, those aren't going to be the impact additions that I think uh, the Padres maybe still need to need to make this offseason to fill out their roster, but they're they're gonna they're gonna help. I mean, if I, if, like you said, I, I wrote about the first base situation yesterday, and I, I wasn't advocating trading Jake Cronenworth at all, but I think you need a first baseman because Jake Cronenworth's truest value is as a second baseman, and I don't know if you can rely on the entire infield remaining healthy all season long. So. If, if you sign a first baseman and he ends up DHing at the start of the year, well, chances are he'll be playing some first base and the Padres will be reshuffling their infield at some point. Obviously, you hope that doesn't happen, but you need to prepare for it. Um, the other the other uh, name you mentioned, Gary Sanchez, I know the Padres had interest in bringing him back before they traded for Kyle Higashioka. I don't know if that interest would still be there. I think it, it waned in the aftermath of that. Um, with... With Sanchez, it's just interesting because the Padres clearly wanted to go out and find a catcher to complement Luis Camposano, and I think they wanted to find someone with with maybe one year remaining because they know what they have coming in Ethan Salas. And so Kyle Higashioka kind of fits the trajectory behind the plate in for this franchise pretty well because he's a useful guy who can serve as 1B to Camposano's 1A, and eventually you hope that Ethan Salas breaks through and there's a path for him still in the future. So I don't know if the Padres necessarily want to go out and find a guy for multiple seasons behind the plate. And I would imagine that most of the the free agent catchers out there, Gary Sanchez included, would be looking for that. AJ, talk about value a little bit. Uh, We we had this discussion a little bit earlier. And, you know, it may be an oversimplification on Ben's part, my part too, uh, by saying, listen, Jake Cronenworth, you know, based on in your article and some numbers that you had to back it up, he's way more valuable at, at second base, right? But Jake Cronenworth signed to a long-term deal. Talk a little bit about building your roster by using that term value. You know what I'm saying, Ben? Maybe you can explain a little better yeah. what your, your point was. I, I, my point was simply... you got nine guys. If Jake's going to be one of your nine guys, you're trying to put together the best offense and best defense you can with the pieces that you have. Yeah. It's not Jake's fault they're playing him at first base. He's not a worse player at right. first base than he is at second base. He's the player that he is, and it's up to the team to figure out the best way to use the guys they actually have on their team. Yeah, and that's that's the right way of looking at it. And the Padres just kind of have what they have right now. So they have to figure out how to get by with what you have. I think plenty, like I, I just mentioned earlier, there's plenty of, of benefit in having that surplus because if you enter the season with Jake Cronenworth as your first baseman, what you're getting is like kind of like an average, low average hitting first baseman and a guy whose defense can't really shine as much there at second base, whereas if he's playing second, well, he's significantly above average as a hitter based on his career numbers, and his defense is above average as well. So you're getting a lot of value there. If you enter the season with Jake Cronenworth as a first baseman, it, it, it still seems somewhat unlikely to me that you end the season with Jake Cronenworth as a first baseman just because of the way injuries work. And we already know going into the season that, that I, I know Manny Machado's the reports have been, have been solid on him, but if he needs to open the years at DH, well, 
Now you've got Cronenworth at second and Hassan Kim at third and a pretty solid defensive alignment in that regard. I just think that, like you said, you need to get the most value out of the guys that you have and you're not getting the most value out of Jake Cronenworth at first base. So if the Padres were to be willing to, to look into a trade, whether it's Cronenworth, whether they'd be willing to trade Hassan Kim, I think there's a reason to do that because they're not getting the most value they can out of those guys. I also think that you better be careful in doing so because rosters change quickly throughout the course of the season. It's just funny to me because it's like those those numbers are there for everyone to see. They know that. Then and I'm going to put my best second baseman. Guess where I'm going to play him? I'm going to play him at second base. And I understand that there's a need. This is now, I guess, two. Seasons. But you are. You're playing your best second baseman at second base. His name just isn't Jay Cronenworth. It's not, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. He's Gusson Kim's going to be playing third, yeah. maybe, maybe, potentially. Yeah. At that point, then Jake is playing second. So it, it goes back to roster construction and 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 having too many at one position. And all of this comes back to roster construction. Boy, we were conflicted. We were all self-inflicted. We were all sold on that four shortstops in the infield last year, weren't we? With the new shift rules, AJ. Boy, we all look at we got egg on our face now. Yeah, I, I think there's still reason to like to buy into all that, to believe all that. Dick Cronenworth is an above-average defensive first baseman. It's just it's the numbers he brings offensively, you're not extracting the value that, that you should. There's, I mean, Fernando Tatis Jr. is a, is a shortstop playing right field. You're still extracting a lot of value from him because he is an elite, elite hitter. I don't think not, not everyone is in that department, but – there's value in going with the athletes and going with the shortstops, and I kind of understand where they're coming from there. You just need to kind of see the bigger picture that, that you better be getting a lot of that value if you're moving guys to corners because that's where it's easy to easier to find someone to, to sit in there and post a 780 OPS. Just throw them in left field. We've been saying it for five years, babe. four years. Throw him in left field. He's an athlete. He'll figure it out. You know, I mean, if you have too many shortstops and too many second basemen, take one instead of moving them to first. Get yourself a real. They have been really reluctant. They have to move positions. I mean, other than Tatis, other than Tatis, but Merrill, it's like when we've been waiting for these position changes to come. Jake, they even talked about Hassan Kim and the outfield when he got there. It's like, and maybe that would have been a mistake, but they do seem like they've been slow on the let's move positions for guys other than Tatis. Yeah, it's, I think it'll be really interesting. Well, depending on how the roster fills out the rest of this offseason, it's going to be, they're going to say guys are playing certain positions. I am very curious once we get to spring training and the whole roster holds are what they are, who ends up getting those reps in left field that we didn't expect. I'm not going to speculate on it because I don't know anything about it, yeah. but I am curious to see what happens there. Paul just asked me off the air, too. Uh, he said, is this all for not? Are they going to trade Cronenworth? But I'll ask you, AJ, not necessarily are they going to trade. Hassan Kim or Jake Cronenworth, but can you even afford to trade anyone left-handed at this point if you're not getting back left-handers? I don't know that I've ever seen a team that was more right-handed. Certainly on a pitching staff, sometimes you don't have lefties, but I don't know that I've ever seen a lineup right now that would be so right-handed, unbalanced, is what the Padres would have to put on the field at this moment. It doesn't really matter what position they play. The Padres have to get a couple of lefties in their line in their lineup at some point here. Yeah, and that's part of the Jake Cronenworth calculation because he is—he's a good lefty hitter, and the Padres don't have many of those. So I, I just, yeah, you're right. There's—it's it's probably too easy to navigate this lineup with right-handed relievers right now, and the Padres need lefties. 
you look at the market, just just the, just the free agent market. I know the trade market's a little different. There's not as many good lefty hitters available as there are righty hitters. I know that's the way it is every year, but this year it feels kind of particularly lopsided. So I, I'm not sure where the Padres end up finding that lefty bat or two, but I know they need a lefty bat or two to, to insert into this lineup. But another another aspect of that right now is is a lot of these good young prospects that the Padres are looking for forward to make an impact this season. A lot of them are left-handed hitters. So, I, I mean, I said earlier they shouldn't be counting on those guys to make an impact this season. They should be hoping that they do. Um, maybe that's part of the calculus, though, is, is that they have some, some pretty decent lefty backs at the upper levels of the minors. And so we wait. We do. We wait. I, one last thing, because I'm actually excited about the Padres' bullpen and what A.J. Preller has put together. What's your evaluation of the moves that he has made with the newcomers from Asia, uh, with the trade that he made with Eniel De Los Santos, with guys coming back like Stephen Wilson and Tom Cosgrove uh, and, and Robert uh, Suarez? Suarez yep. I, to me, that's the makings of a, a really top bullpen, potentially, even without Josh Hader. Yeah, you look at what Ruben Niebla and Ben Fritz have done with guys to, to get the most out of them. I think you can kind of say that it's likelier than not that those guys thrive. I am I am I, I'm in agreement with you. I think this bullpen has the potential to be pretty good. I am just skeptical of the the back end. I want to see Robert Suarez do it. I know he was really good in 2022, but last season he had issues and he had injury issues as well. And um, if if he is not your ninth inning guy, I'm not entirely sold on the fact that you can rely on on guys that haven't pitched in the big leagues before i know at one point before the 2022 season robert suarez hadn't done so but um yes there's a lot of potential for a lot of really really good middle innings setup innings uh out of those out of that group a lot of different looks too different different arms that throw at different angles and everything i mean different pitches yeah I mean, that's one of the things about Yuki Matsui. He's a lefty who throws splitters, and I don't think there's very many of those in the whole league. I think Chase and Shreve was like the only guy that did that in in 2023 at, a, at the same clip that Matsui does. So it's there's a lot of different guys who throw a lot of different pitches and do a lot of different things. If you can manage those guys right and get the right matchups, you have the potential for something really good. I'm just still a little bit concerned about that back end. You're definitely a top two guest this week. Thank you, buddy. AJ, congratulations. You nailed it. Uh, We'll see you out of spring training, I'd assume, uh, when we're out there uh, next month. Yep, see you in a couple weeks. AJ Casavell, MLB.com, covering the San Diego Padres. Uh, AJ, of course, has to be out there for uh, an extended period of time. Yeah, we're not allowed to be out there for an extended No, they get tired of us after yeah, like three, three days, days, and then it's like, go home. <laughs> yeah, beat it. We'll see you on opening day. Yeah, stop stirring the pot. Please, oh, please get out of our picnic area yes. with all your equipment and waving at everybody as they go by. You're distracting mm-hmm. us Trying to do from bits and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They don't like that. Three days, that's it. Three we days. got some big go home. bit ideas. Some huge bit ideas. For this year. It's going to be great. Is it? We just won't tell them. <laughs> what do you think about Luis Arias, Ben? Name that uh, apparently the Marlins are are throwing everyone out there. Everyone's available right now. He can play first. He's played some games at first base. Can hit. Can hit like a madman. Left-handed. It's fun to watch. Really fun to watch. What does it cost you? I mean, I hate making the Tony Gwynn comparison, but the bat, just the way he puts the ball all over the place all the time. The ball is on the bat. Not a ton of power, obviously, and I know that's not the game anymore, but dang, he's fun to watch. Yeah, they're, they're entertaining offers. Interesting. All right. Something to watch. Come back. Uh, it's Ben and Woods. 93 The Fan. Don't go away. 93 The, the Fan. What is the matter with oh you again? <laughs> Friday. It's Friday. 97.3 The Fan. Oh, you know you're coming.
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Woodsy has just seized that finish line, and you are ready to get there and head to fantasy camp. Yeah. Thanks again to AJ Castervell from MLB.com. Joining us in our last segment, I've been staring over your head a lot this morning. You have. They had like an entire 30-minute Brian <laughs> Dutcher special on CBS Sports Network. You were salivating. Like Seth Davis was at his house and sitting in his kitchen and, you know, talking over coffee. It's and then they took that the whole team to, to see for about two minutes. Yeah, they took the whole team to the beach. I'm going, how long is this show? It's like the Brian Dutcher hour here on CBS Sports uh, Network up there. And good, good. More attention for the ah. San Diego State basketball program, which is fantastic. Is that why they don't give us people? They don't like that drop, maybe? The de- Dutcher at the dentist? I don't think so. Ah. If that's the case, you're very to, sensitive. I'm, I don't know. Well, I think they I think they don't have time when they're sending, setting him up for what is obviously like a 12-hour shoot. <laughs> Two-day shoot. Seth Davis, they went to the beach with well, the Seth team. Seth Davis is a much bigger name than we are. Let's be honest. Guys. That's true. In, in college basketball, he's, uh, he's definitely one of the top names. Uh, yesterday wasn't necessarily a great day, though, for the San Diego State Aztecs basketball team. They did not play... But one of the teams that can eh, considered their signature win of the season, Gonzaga, lost oh, again. Uh, they lost to Santa Clara last oh, night. God. Now it was on the road, and Steve Nash was there. He like came back for the game and was did he play? Courtside. He didn't play though, <laughs> and they lost uh, at the end by one point and. Almost certainly they will drop out of the top 25. Metrics will take a, a hit as well. And uh, I don't think they'll drop out of the top 70 in the net. So it should stay a quad one win for San Diego State. But the worst Gonzaga does, obviously, the less prestigious that signature win gets for San Diego State. So, you know, it, the weird world of college basketball, as soon as you beat a team, you become their biggest fan. Yeah. Right. And you want them to do as well as That's possible. College football, too. Grand Canyon, let's go win some games here. Uh, you want to make sure the teams that beat you do 
well also so it's not um you know it doesn't hurt you as much in the in the metrics at the end of the year and a Gonzaga loss obviously not a great thing they, for San Diego uh, State when we had all that hubbub about them staying in the rankings after we beat them i saw that it was like 140 something weeks in a row yeah. that they had stayed in the top 25 yeah, that'll be over. so that is almost certainly going down now <laughs> um and speaking of boy stinky college basketball did you see UCLA Utah yesterday no, 90-44. Yeah, Tell us all about... You know that. The Bruins are are <laughs> atrocious. I mean, they are atrocious. Well, I mean, you remember when San Diego State... Paulie, when you went to San Diego State, they would say the Aztec program on a rise, and they're getting close to the premier program on the West Coast, but they weren't as good as UCLA. They have... They have passed UCLA like by leaps and bounds now as yeah. the top program. It's pretty wild to in think California. about, right? Yeah, yeah. to think wild. where the Aztecs were twenty-five years ago before Steve Fisher and got not here. Just California, screw Gonzaga. They are the we are the team on the West Coast. Yeah, and That's where fair. they That's were twenty-five years ago. That's like, not a homer. Take. They were an embarrassing basketball program that played in front of a couple hundred people in a gym on the on campus at Peterson Gym, and they went winless in conference play. And they were the utter abomination of college basketball. And you would have said, if you would have said in 25 years, not only will they, you be talking about them compared to UCLA, it really won't be much of a comparison. Right. The Aztecs will be so far and away better than UCLA in basketball <laughs> and so dominant that no one in California can even come close to San Diego State basketball. I would have thought you were the most insane person I have ever talked to. There's no way San Diego State basketball is ever going to come close to UCLA in college hoops. And now UCLA dreams of doing what San Diego State can do. How are my beloved Loyola Chicago Ramblers? They're mediocre. Right. So, I mean, you talk about a team that was on the rise. And now back to when I was there. Butler, mediocre. I mean, when I was at Loyola, we went to one basketball game my entire tenure there. One. Walked in, there were 19 people there. We watched five minutes, we walked out the door. I mean, it just. And then, you know, they burst for appearance, Sister Jean, the whole bit. And now back to. Florida Gulf Coast, mediocre again. It's hard. It's it's very hard to even have that one spike in your program. It's much harder to sustain it, which is what Brian Dutcher and Steve Fisher have done. Sustained year after year. And I will I will say Gonzaga has also sustained it for the most part. Sure. They have been year after year. I'm not saying they're bad. Uh, a really good program and have been able to keep it up there after they burst onto the scene, obviously, a little bit before San Diego State did and, you know, got some national attention. They've done a good job, but this year they're, they're definitely a down year for Gonzaga for sure. And you just don't want them to fall too far in the metrics because you want that win to still look pretty good when it comes to selection time and selection Sunday that you want that to still look like a good win at Gonzaga. 10 and 6 this year, my beloved Ramblers. 10 and 6, uh 2 and 1 in conference. I don't yeah. ask me what conference, I have no idea. Didn't they move up to like the know. A10 or something no at some point? I don't know. No idea. All right, so, uh, Paulie's got some headlines in the Rundle report, things Ben likes and then you guys can make your way to Arizona for fantasy camp. Yeah, Coming buddy. up next with Ben Woods on San Diego's number 1 sports station, 973 the fan.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Who's driving on this journey of yours? I am. You're the driver. I'm the driver. All the way? Or all the way. Or just like take a shift and no. all so you can take a little nap at some point? I do it all the whole time. Do you yeah. let anyone drive your car ever? Uh, I'd like to drive. I don't really let anyone else drive. I, I like to drive. I feel <laughs> more in control. Yeah. I would drive if you needed it. Yeah, he would. I like to take yeah. care of my baby over there. <laughs> make sure he's Now, are you going to nap? Are you going to stay up so you He'll stay converse up. Oh, I stay with up. Yeah. We stay okay. up. We shoot. Man, we have we a party. great time. We party. We have a great time. Party in the car? Yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> Not like with <laughs> illicit substances or anything. We're not passing a CD case back and forth. There are other people with you partying? No, or? we just uh, we listen to like funny bits, and we come up with funny bits, and we do a lot of... So it's a work. You can write it off. This is work time. Oh, yeah. 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 I just got the question, though, on Twitter. Um, how does Hannah feel about your uh, fantasy camp experience? And you know what she said? Quote, she said, <clears throat> have a great time. Don't expect a parade when you get home. And I said, "Well, I don't. I don't expect." But what if you win fantasy camp? Don't you she think there care. should be a parade no, to celebrate the title? She just—it's it's very. This whole scene is very businesslike. When I go away, I won't call her a bunch. I will let the game come to me. It's almost like you're gone. You're out of sight, out of mind. I don't need an update on how you did. Uh, I don't need uh, a bunch of of phone calls and stuff. I'll text her once a day and say, how are the kids? Please FaceTime me later. Maybe that FaceTime comes. Maybe it doesn't. The real challenge is when your significant other is gone for some time and you've been handling, you know, family, whatever, at home. When they get back, how trying to contain yourself from throwing it back in their face. Because then that's the you know part. that's not fair because you're going to want to go on vacation at some oh. point. And the last thing you want is the day you get back to have it, well, you just went on vacation. So you have to... Hold it in Bro. when they're gone, and they come back. It's like, nope, now we're back to normal. Things back to normal. I, I will tiptoe. Friday when we come back, I will tiptoe in. <laughs> I will tiptoe my way through the weekend. She told me she's doing something Saturday night. I have the kids. I said, fantastic. You'll be extra helpful have for sure. Extra helpful. Extra. 
So it is a it's a delicate dance, Ben. It really, really is. Now this is a work trip. It's a great fallback for me. Hey, I'm working. It's not like I'm out there just partying. I'm working. I do I do go a couple days early. Polly and I like to bond. Our couple our our, our you know I could drive out Sunday morning. I'm not going to. <laughs> so quit asking. So, <laughs> yesterday she was putting Taylor in the car. She's, I'm not going to. So quit asking. She goes, Taylor, get in your seat. He goes, I'm not going to. So quit asking. <laughs> As he was climbing into his seat, <laughs> you gotta get audio. That. I'm not going to. So quit asking. <laughs> it's the greatest. It's the greatest. So yeah, you know the delicate waltz that you have to have when you go do something. It's hard because I enjoy it. I enjoy it, and she knows I enjoy it. So it makes it more difficult. Bathroom breaks on the drive. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's me. I pee every 30 minutes or <laughs> yeah, so. We take our sweet time. That's We're, what I'm wondering. Paulie yeah. and I are going to the outlet mall. Okay. We're going to That's lunch. Like you wouldn't want to drive with me. I'm like, let's we, pop through. Right. We don't let's usually stop at the outlets. No, but we are today. But Last are time today. you stopped at the center of the <laughs> earth. Remember that? Yeah. The best. Yeah, that's true. In deep eastern California before the Arizona border. It like, I the, thought you must be the can, most insane we usually, people. We'll go to, we'll gun it to Yuma. Yep. Then we'll stop in Gila Bend. Yep. And then we're almost there. Then we're there. I always have to pee in Gila Bend. Always. Every we leave time. Yuma, and I'm like, I gotta go. I like, that, I, like the date, I like the Dateland one, but yeah. it's always so crowded so there. So crowded. I once tried to had to go to the bathroom there. Line was too long. Yeah. And I had to get back in the car and drive another 20 miles to get to the Chevron in Aztec. No, we'll jam some tunes. We'll chit-chat about the show. We'll chit-chat about some ideas. It's really a good... We always have fun doing this. All right, let's check traffic, and then Polly's got a round of report, things I like, and we'll hand things over to Annie and Elston coming up next here on The Fan. And get things started here with our edition, today's edition oh, of boy. The Rindle Report. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Welcome to The Rindle Report with Paul Rindle. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biatch? It's the Rindle Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Can I get a hoi? All right. All right. All right. Now, Paul's wife is in the chat. Yeah, she just texted me. She <laughs> said, I want a vacation planned by the time you get back. Stop saying it's for business when you guys literally make that joke all year round. It's not, it's not a joke. It's actual. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Are we going to be on the air next week? Yeah, yeah. If you need me, you know where I'm at. I'm actually working in broadcasting. I'm sorry that we enjoy this. I really apologize for doing something that I I'll remember I that love. when you're tootling out two hours early to play a game and leaving me to do the show by myself. <laughs> I'm so happy you're coming. You have no idea. I love you guys. All right. We've got a story here in uh, college football. Casey Thompson, yesterday, he committed to play for Oklahoma. He's a quarterback. But the reason I saw this story was because, uh, well, this is going to be his seventh season in college football. Is he related to Stephen Woods? I'm not sure. Oh, how many different schools? This will be his fourth. Fourth. He, it is very uh, started Woods out like, isn't it? It is. <laughs> he started out at Texas. Okay. Then he transferred to Nebraska. Sap. Then he went to FAU. Okay. Graduated from FAU this past season, but he only played in three games, and then he tore his ACL. So okay. he was granted a medical hardship waiver for one more year. 
Now he's headed to Oklahoma. He's 37 years old. He's out there slinging it around <laughs> he's got a bunch of kids. Three kids. Yeah, that is incredible. <laughs> Seven years of eligibility, four different teams. It's pretty wild. I mean, it's there's there's baseball players that live that way. Yeah. Once they hit free agency, they're like, I'll take a one year deal and I'll play in San Francisco. Then I'll be in Chicago and San Diego and. That, Man, I'm I I couldn't do it. I don't think I could do it. No, I, as, new, as many colleges as I went to. Yeah, it's the new reality of college football. We're only going to see it more yeah. and more with the transfer portal and NIL, which it, apparently there are rules because I thought Florida State got punished. They for did NIL rule I it was violations. The Wild West. <laughs> I, from what I understood, and I I even I couldn't follow this one. They were using NIL to get players to come to school. I thought that's what NIL was, so oh, now I'm totally confused as to what NIL is. Like like saying, if you sign a letter of intent to come play here, we'll give you, you'll be You'll get in this much money. Program. I thought this is what everyone was doing across the country. As did I. <laughs> as did I. Apparently not. I don't know. All right, in the NBA last night, move. Rough night if you are a fan of the Portland Trailblazers. Oklahoma City won this Hold on, one. Hold on, sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. This I want to go back to this quarterback real quick. Somebody made this point in the chat. He doesn't have to go to school. He graduated college. Yeah, you have to go to grad school. He's in grad school. Yeah, he would be a graduate student. Mm-hmm. And just taking grad... Grad classes, grad yeah, going classes. after your master's, master's degree. degree. Yeah, you do have to still be in okay. class. All right. Aztecs have had some basketball players. They grad. still do that. Yeah. All right, yeah. all right, we get there. Yeah, <laughs> that I didn't do. Last night in Sorry. the NBA, the Oklahoma City Thunder beat Portland one thirty nine to seventy seven. That is a sixty two point win <laughs> for Oklahoma City. Shea Gilgis Alexander had thirty one points leading the way for OKC. Now. <laughs> Oklahoma City, they uh, shattered their largest margin of victory record. It was 45 points before that. But just a couple of years ago, back in 2021, the Thunder, they were on the opposite side of that. They lost. It was the NBA's biggest blowout in history. That's they lost amazing. by 73 points to Memphis. And um, Shea Gilgis-Alexander was talking after the game. He said, we remember that moment. We said, this will never happen again. And last night, they were on the other side of that, winning by 62 points over Portland. The scoreboard actually told you what was going to happen before the game started. The Blazers played poor, and the Thunder played okay. See? I really am driving you out early, am I I not? Maybe just stay home next week. I am already gone. (laughs) Holy smokes. That's one of your worst of all time. That was a bad one. How long have you been sitting on that? Since yesterday. (sighs) Poor. P-O-R, Portland, poor. And OKC, Oklahoma City. They played OK. OK, see? Anyways. Oh, God bless. So, uh... (laughs) Just a follow-up on a story we talked about yesterday in the Rhino Report. We talked about uh, that AI I can hear George our ratings Carlin. going down. I can hear them. I can hear them going down. <laughs> I can hear. I can hear it. <laughs> I can hear them right now. The turn of the radios. Yeah. <laughs> Just right down the crapper. Do you have a toilet flush sounder? Because we need one. You know who really should be mad? We've already had people for three hours and 48 minutes. Annie and Elson are really hurting Yeah, We just blew that for them. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Sorry, Sorry, Craig. Holy crap, Craig. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're supposed to be a good lead-in here, man. Oh, God. 
more OKC. Oh, my God. I can hear them going down. I can hear money going out of my account right now. Dang. Told you yesterday about the uh, George Carlin artificial oh, intelligence yes. special. Oh, he has been man. dead for like 16 years, and AI learned his voice. Yep. They did an impression of George Carlin, and they scripted out a 60-minute special on current events. AI scripted this out. Yes. It was wild. I listened to a good chunk of it yesterday. It's pretty weird to hear somebody that's been dead for that long, uh, an older legend of comedy, talking about Taylor Swift, Donald Trump, you know, whatever. I'm amazed. Can AI be funny? Like, can it be trained to actually be funny? You tell me. Here's This is is how the video started. It's with the AI bot kind of explaining what happened. Hello, my name is Dudesy, and I'm a comedy (sighs) AI. What you're about to hear is my second hour-long special. Before I get started, I just want to let you know very clearly that what you're about to hear is not George Carlin. It's my impersonation of George Carlin you're not that a real I person. developed in the exact same way a human impressionist would. I listened to all of George Carlin's material and did my best to imitate his voice, cadence, and attitude, as well as the subject matter I think would have interested him today. Okay, so it goes on. Remember, um, remember Weird Science when we were building the woman mm-hmm. and they just were like feeding Playboys <laughs> into that, <laughs> that thing? So they're just like feeding, so, just putting pieces of Playboy into that machine. This is not George Carlin. This is very, they make it very clear oh this is God. not George Carlin. And this is like, it's creepy. It, it sounds just like him, and you can make these people say whatever they want. So George Carlin was talking about how in 2024, you know, in this day and age, uh, what is our obsession with deaths, celebrity deaths in particular? And when you're not thinking about who Taylor Swift is you're thinking about who's dying. Politicians, musicians, actors, writers, anyone with any fame at all. It's a perpetual death watch waiting to post a favorite quote from the recently deceased or maybe a... Fair picture with them while they were alive or an anecdote about an interaction with them. True. It's a touching personal tribute to a person you never f- knew. <laughs> wow. So please stop it. Can we keep that to friends and family? Zuck, if you're listening, this would be a great it doesn't new sound like him that much to me Every right now. user gets to set a list of approved people who can post about you after you're dead. If you ain't on that list, you got to sit out of the performative grief competition this time. I bet that would cut the carbon footprint in half. You could single-handedly stop global warming. (laughs) It's not funny. It's not good. It's not that far off, though. The cadence is somewhat right. It doesn't sound right to me. It gives me the icks. You made it. End of the round of report. Yeah, End of the week. We did it. Good job. Thank you, All Polly. we got left is uh, some things that I like, and then we will say goodbye. I like good, juicy, sweet strawberries. I like a good marching band. I like a good thin pancake. I like a Nickelback song or two. I like a barbecue chicken pizza. I really like those seeds. I like a midnight buffet. I kind of like the smell of soft scrub. I like more of a small derriere. I like cake. I like Ed Sheeran. I like both a hamburger and a cheeseburger. I like clocks. I like how I've kind of set up my life. I like grasshopper pie. Oh, no, I like it creamy. I like good, firm banana. I like just looking out at the sea. I like eating. I like moist. I like curry. I like big butts. I like fried Brussels sprouts. I like more of a firm filling. I like corn. 
I like Nordstrom. I do like musicals. I like pepperoni. I like nice hotels. I like Nick getting a start today. I like nuts. I like Steph Curry. I like that song. <laughs> I like Squirt. I like Saki. Whoa, whoa. I like San Diego State. I like uh, Straight Up, Paul Abdul. I like the beef and broccoli. I like to mix it up. I like science experiments. I like that song. I like the crispiness of the waffle. I really like cheese. I like the little lunch meat. I like very straight lines. I like cannelloni. I like a well-crafted headline. I like brown sugar. I like maps. I'll say I like Justin Turner. I like going to goals games. I like diving into chores. I like sugar. I do like Butterfinger. I like blue and silver and not bad colors. <laughs> I like the time change. I like Major League Baseball's new rule. I like the radio. I like geography. I like the knuckle method. I like Skippy. I mean, I like pie. And I like Bob Melvin. I really do. I like Jace Tingler, too. I like this day. I like being right. I still do like movie scores. I like good food. I like maps. I like when interviews can turn into organic conversation. I do like a Sofer's French bread pizza. I like having the wind go through my hair. I think I like shows that the characters have an arc. I like the full lettuce, tomato, onion experience as well. I like those kind of burgers. I like the big overflowing bag of fries. I like those little Smarties rolls. I liked what I saw from Seth Lugo. I liked his competitive fire. I like walking around between the different lands. Steve Kerr, though, I like that. I like living on the coast. I like watching Tiger still. I like the idea of that matchup. I like... It's just incredible. It just goes on and it on. It goes on and on. It never ends. Right, we'll see you Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Love 6 a.m. from Fantasy Camp for Paul Rindle, for Stephen Woods, Annie and Elston. Next year on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.